What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver, and my guy Brandon Scott. Today we're going to recap the weekend. The Wizards lost to the Heat and the Suns, and Bradley Bill had his first home game back in D.C. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Once again, it's your guy, the real Ed Oliver, my guy, Brandon Scott. Recapping the weekend, uh, the Wizards lost to the Heat, 110-202. Then they got blown out by the Suns. First, we're going to talk about the Heat game, recap that, and, of course, we're going to talk about a little bit of the Bradley Bill homecoming. Um, just a tad bit. Now, tomorrow we will be talking about the offer that the Wizards got for Tyus Jones. They did turn that down. Reportedly, it was four second-round picks. So we're not going to talk about that today, but we're going to talk about that tomorrow. So definitely comment about that, guys, um, if you have any takes about that or any trades that you guys have coming up. Any trades you guys want to see since it is base, it's trade week, guys. Yeah, man. So this is, is We're finally coming into – what we've been waiting for, some guys are going to be shipped out. We're going to get some new, fresh faces in here. Hopefully, we can accumulate some picks. But uh, let's get to the Miami Heat game. They lost 110-102. Brandon, what were your thoughts on that, and uh, what went wrong in that game? Oh, it's simple, E. Um, we lost the battle of the rebounds. We lost 66-49, to or got out-rebounded 66-49. to uh, They got 14 offensive rebounds, which led to 19 second-chance points. So, again... We allowed their possessions to extend, and they, they punish us every time. Uh, we are bad. We're giving up offensive rebounds to of the team. And, again, it, it, it got us because it was actually a pretty close game till the third quarter where we got outscored by 16 points. The third quarter, we lost the lead, and that was it. But up to that point, it was actually a really, really good game. Now, looking at uh, from an individual uh, statistics standpoint, looking at our starting five, obviously, you know, Jordan Poole, starting off with him, 16 points, 10 assists. Now, he did – um. <laughs> six for 21 overall so efficiency with didn't even show up i mean it was just it was probably a really inefficient game obviously that's probably probably the most positive thing i could say about his uh performance as far as shooting shot just went there um shooting two for three from free throw but if you look at another stat two for 14 from three lord hammers e i mean two 14 from three um so he was way too had uh, he way too reliant on that three-point shot and you, you, you would think that you get to a point where you want to lay off the shot. He just kept shooting and kept shooting and kept shooting. So it's kind of just what happened with Jordan Poole. Like I said, 10 assists, I think, is a bright spot. Um, it's just a performance that we can see a lot as far as getting other team uh, teammates involved. We'll see. We'll see after the deadline who gets traded because if Ty's gets traded, we'll be looking at Jordan Poole being the point guard. And 10 assists ain't bad, but obviously the shot efficiency took a big hit. Um, Ty's Jones, we mentioned six assists, um, but only six shooting two for seven from the field. Denny had a really good game, 15 points, eight boards, six of eight uh, for eight from the field. Uh, three turnovers and five personal fouls, but um, I felt that he had a really, really, really good showing. Uh, Kuzma, underwhelming, 13 points, four boards, shooting five for 16 and one for five from three. And then we get to Daniel Gafford, 11 points, 14 rebounds, 
one block, one steal. So the starting five was not the start of the show. We better get to the start of the show. Um, but looking at Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole, the inefficiency hurt, in my opinion. It really hurt this team. Um, I know that, you know, you know they asked uh, interim coach Brian Keith after the game, you know, was it a case of bad shot selection or just a bad night shooting? And he kind of attributed it to a bad sh- shooting night because he said they missed a lot of open looks. But I'll say this, man. Um, inefficiency has been an issue all year with these two. Like, this is not a new concept with these two. And very often, they, they're very too reliant on shooting jumpers. And it shows tonight. Two for 14. Come on now, man. That, that, that is unacceptable, in my opinion. Two for 14. You're not Stephen Curry. And I, I'm trying to be nice, but, I mean, two for 14. You got to get to a point where it's like, shot ain't dropping. I got to change the game up, man. And, you know, players, we talk about coaching and making adjustments. These players have to make adjustments, too. And two for 14. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I believe they shot us out the game. I mean, the, the inefficiency really hurt this team. But this star of the show, E, was Corey Kisper 26 points, shooting 10 for 18 from the field, six for 14 from three. So his three was rocking. Um, Corey Kisper led all wizard scores. He had a good game. He was driving to the lane, dunked on somebody, hitting the three-point shots. I mean, his release was fast. I mean, he was on the money that night, man. Friday night, Corey Kisper did his thing. So yeah, I mean, you saw your struggles from the starting five. Um, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole both, in my opinion, shot us out the game. But Corey Kispert, he, he tried and tried, and he really stepped his game up tonight. Um, and then getting looking at uh, the loud Kulabali real quick, 25 minutes, but only five points, one for four from the field. So, yeah, E, um, this game was was lost with inefficient shots and trying to push the shot, in my opinion. And it was almost won by Corey Kispert. You know, he, to me, he was a bright spot. He played well. He was very active offensively and defensively, which we don't give. In my opinion, we have not given him enough credit for him kind of stepping up defensively this year. I felt like this year he's definitely playing better defense. So, you know, that, that's what I saw. Yeah, I mean, there were some bright spots, of course, unfortunately, another loss. But they were winning for a good amount of the game that first half. Yeah. They were winning uh, for majority of the first half. It's just once again that third quarter where they just break down and, uh, Jimmy Butler was getting to the basket. Bam Adebayo had some some easy baskets as well. Uh, Bam Adebayo ended up ended up with twenty and fourteen. As we always talk about, the the opposing center yeah. always ends up with a double double against the Wizards. And uh, Jimmy Butler kind of took over down the stretch there, twenty four points and nine boards. Uh, you brought up how we got out rebounded. Um, no Bagley, that hurt. Just yeah. not having him. Only having Gafford as your only center on the roster, a guy that can rebound. Um, so they, they certainly missed him. They could have used him out there. Neither team shot well from the three-point line. And uh, we got our rebound of 59-43. We gave up uh, 58 points in the paint to our 48. We didn't even turn the ball over that much. But um, like I said, I mean, I thought the effort was there. And uh, it was another low-scoring game with the Heat. The Heat games are usually low-scoring games, 110-102. So only us only giving up 110 is kind of like a, a good thing for the Wizards. As you saw with the Suns, they gave up 140. Uh, compared to 110 but yeah jordan Poole, man um he, he's struggling to shoot the ball two for 14 he struggled again against the suns we'll talk about the suns game uh, uh, coming up but yeah he's just struggled as of late did get 10 assists um but just the efficiency excuse me efficiency was not there and then Corey, yeah he put on the show man this was a great game from Corey kisper just whether it was knocking down threes or getting to the basket finishing above the rim i mean he He's really been on a on a um, not not a heater, but he's the last. I feel like the last couple of games he's starting to get into a rhythm here. With a big game with uh, twenty six points, he had sixteen the other night against the Clippers. Um, the other games he he had a little little bit, little bit of a um, not a slump because um, he had eight points against the Spurs against the Spurs, but he had sixteen against the Clippers and then twenty six 
against the uh, Heat, and then uh, 15 today against the Suns. So he's he's starting to warm up a little bit, heat up. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think some of the guys, they just know the trade down is, is coming up, and they're ready to move on. And, um, you know, we'll talk about the Suns game once again. Like I said, some guys sat <laughs> out. I'm not sure if it's because of the trade deadline, but uh, yeah, um, I, I thought they played. I thought they played with effort against the Heat, but um, yeah, Jordan Poole once again, he 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 just struggled. And the loss isn't all on him. You know, the Heat are the better team, um, and they kind of they kind of just woke up towards the end and, and took over uh, towards the end. And Kevin Love had a double double as well. So two of their bigs, Kevin Love and Bam Adebayo, had a double double. Yeah, I mean another stat to look at too. Um, uh, let me pull it up, but. Um, but you know, again, perimeter, <laughs> you know, they cooked us on the perimeter. I mean, it's a different game, same script. And like you said, we played well that first half, man. I felt that this team really played well, but we knew coming into the season E that Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole were going to get more shot attempts than most people. I get that, but I mean, you get to a point where they shoot us out of game sometimes, and I and I feel like this was one of those games, man, because if you look at their stat line. I mean, I just I don't know that when you get to a point where you might want to, and I you know again ten assists. You try to get other people involved. I get that, but still, I mean, you get to a point two for fourteen from three. I'm just saying, <laughs> and if you look at overall, I mean six for twenty one from pool, five for sixteen from Coos. Man, um, looking at attempts, Kispert got eighteen attempts, but after Kispert, man, your highest attempt guy is eight attempts. Diniavia tied. And then uh, I got for that eight. So they they got to find ways to get other people involved, man. We cannot continue to sh- see them chucking up the ball 20, time, 20 plus times a game, man. I mean, it's just you, you got to get to a point where these guys got to got to slow down because, I mean, 21 attempts for pool, 16 for coup. So, um, like I said, we knew they were going to shoot the ball a lot this season, but you just get to a point where the inefficiency hurts and it, it hurts because this was a winnable game, in my opinion. Because, like you said, that, that third quarter, they lost in, in the third quarter. They got they got scored by 16, and that was it. And they got to close out games, man. I mean, we we got we got on West, man, for not making adjustments and them faltering. You got an interim head coach now. You know, West saying that you can't blame them anymore. You know, you get to a point from a player's perspective that they've got to keep their foot on the pedal. And you know, if your shot's not dropping, you got to find other ways to get other people involved, man. Like you know, you know, Jordan Poole. I'm not gonna be too tough on him because he did have ten assists. But you know, Kuzma, man, he's cooled down a lot going towards the deadline. I don't know if the deadline's bothering him or what's going on, but. He has been a different player the last two to three weeks, man. He has not been himself scoring 20-plus, man. So we'll see. But inefficiency has to get better. You know, they chalked it up to just not dropping shots. But, look, this has been an MO all year, man. So apparently they're missing a whole lot of open looks all year long. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's my take, man. Right. Definitely. All right, we're going to get to the Suns game the recap to recap that game and also the uh, Bradley Bill, how fans uh, reacted to Bradley Bill. But before we do that, Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. 
LinkedIn constantly is finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Two and a half million small businesses use, use LinkedIn for hire. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Better Help. Uh, make sure you guys check out Better Help. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing this week. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of, most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports team, and it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, and then also you guys check out the Locked On Sports Network. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Brandon, so what were your thoughts on the Suns game here? We see a couple of comments here. Uh, some people are definitely mixed on uh, the cheering and the standing ovation that Bradley Bill got. But first, let's get to what were your thoughts on the game and uh, where it basically went wrong from the first quarter. But uh, yeah. what were your thoughts on the Suns game? And, and Eugene had a good game. So there's some po- there's like one positive oh, yeah. you can really take away, and that's really it. And then, of course, uh, yeah, man. Have- Got to get to Johnny Davis' performance as well. Oh Lord! <laughs> um, <laughs> let me let me say this, man. Um, Bradley Bill, welcome back to back to DC, man. Um, his departure was was a rough one. I feel like you know, I'm a I'm a big Bradley Bill fan. I know I gave him a lot of smoke, rightfully so. Uh, I never thought that he was the number one option. You know his his the way he left was sloppy, but it is what it is, man. Um, do I think that he should have got cheers? Yeah. Um, you know, he put in some, a lot of good years here in DC. You know, him and John Wall, man, they were a, a, a really, really good backcourt uh, playoff teams. You know, he did a lot. His thing, man. You know, him and John, they both did a lot for the community. So I, that alone, I think they, they should get the cheers, man. Anytime they step foot on the court as a visitor, man, they should get cheers because they did a lot more than most in DC for the community. And you know, you can never forget about that, man. But uh, getting to the game, like, yeah, something to prove. You know, he came, man. And you could tell there was times where they were feeding him the ball because I think they knew the significance of this, you know, this game, man, him being a former wizard coming back for the first time. I saw KD was forcing the ball a lot. Um, but where the game was lost, I mean, simple. They just outshot us. I mean, I mean, most categories, we were either even or we were actually a better team. Um, rebounds, we often talk about. We only got re- out-rebounded by two rebounds. Uh, we actually had more offensive rebounds. They only had one more assist. Turnovers, we both had 18. We actually outscored them with points in the paint, 68 to 58. So, I mean, really, it was a really even game. Now, looking at certain facts um, or uh, statistics, points all turnovers, 27 to our 18. So they capitalized on turnovers better than we did. They definitely took turnovers, and, and it resulted in a score where our, our possessions often didn't. That hurt us uh, from a – um statistical standpoint let's see i mean obviously bradley bill 
um, 43 points. So you knew coming in, he was going to try to, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was trying to prove something, man. Um, he was definitely going to play hard against the Wizards, man. And, you know, he has some feelings about the trade. Uh, he didn't want to be traded per sources. But ultimately, this front office got to the point where, he looked with him as in a one option, we were just a playing team. So it was, a, it was a much needed move, in my opinion. So it is what it is. But looking at our team now, yeah, I mean, they cooked us on perimeter-wise, man. I mean, they cooked us on the perimeter. But I'm going to say a little bit of effort, man, Um, because if you look at the starting five, I mean, Tyus Jones, 14 points, eight assists. His, his assist numbers were there. I felt he had moments. Um, Jordan Poole, Lord have mercy, Jordan Poole. Four points, seven assists, five rebounds, one for seven from the field, oh for three from the field, or from three. Very, very underwhelming. Just it is what it is with him, man. Um, Kulabali, offensively, he has slowed down a little bit. Uh, zero points, shooting over two from the field. Uh, active defensively, but no steals, no blocks. Denny, or oh, before we get into the turbo, uh, Daniel Gafford, 15 points, seven rebounds, two blocks. So Gafford again showed. I mean, empty stats, man. Um, I, I felt like he was pushed around a little bit. He was overmatched by Yerkish, man. And again, most centers in this league, he's overmatched. And so I'm not going to elaborate. I've been giving him a lot of smoke. It is, it is what it is. But we're just we're keeping it 100, man. You know, he often struggles against most centers in this league. And he did at night. And, you know, here's the thing, man. Yerkish is not a defensive minor center. He's a guy who's just not that mean. And you're looking at the trade, man, between him and um, him being flipped for Aiden, Aiden's a better defensive center, and, and, and Aiden's not even a good defensive center. So that tells you a lot about who his matchup was. But um, Turbo E, I'm trying to say, Turbo had a really good game. He, he had some fire. I don't know him and Brad talked at the end, but look, I don't know if he was trying to prove something to Brad. I mean, what's going on, but he played tough. I mean, he put some effort in tonight. I, I feel like Denny had a really good night. I mean, 24 points, 10 for 13 for the field, 3 for 5 for 3. He had a really good night. Now, five turnovers, yeah, but offensively had a really good night. The second unit won this, or not won the game, but the second unit is who should really shine, in my opinion. Uh, Kispert, 15 points, shooting uh, 6 for 13, 0 for 7 for 3. Not his best showing from the perimeter, but I thought he had a really good game. Amarui, now before we get in him, Shamit, 13 points, 6 for 10. So he's definitely boosting his trade value. But look, e, Amarui needs some minutes, whether it's in the next game or after the deadline. But they need to give my man Amarui some minutes, man, because he only played. Or we, we played 23 minutes, but 16 points, 10 rebounds. So the, he's got to get some minutes. I like what I saw from him. He definitely played some good ball. So, yeah, the, the positives were definitely, uh, in my opinion, Denny and Emory. And the effort went there. You know, there's just a lot going on. I get this significance. A lot of these guys were former teammates of him. You know, it's just a lot to go with. But ultimately, it just came down. To we, we couldn't stop them on the perimeter, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Um, you, you summed up the Bradley Bill. You're good. He's – was a really good number two guy to John Wall, yeah. but when he was the number one, didn't go anywhere. Even the time we made the play-in, it was really, you know, I mean, Brad had a great year, but Russ was kind of like the leader, yeah. the vocal leader on the team. And, uh, you know, I mean, he had some good moments here, but, you know, giving that no trade clause, giving him the keys to city ba to the city, basically giving him everything he asked for was just really unnecessary by the front office, and it really handicapped us. And then, you know, how the whole trade went down, where he forced his way to the Suns, and you know, we only got a bunch of seconds back and we didn't really get much back for him at all because of the contract. And he dictated where he wanted to go. Of course, if he didn't have the no trade calls, we probably would have got more back and we could have traded him to maybe Miami or to to, yeah. the, to the Milwaukee Bucks and got something back better than what we got. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's a darn good player. 
and um, he's just better suited as a number two. He's a number three guy, so he's he's yeah. he's back to where he really should be with the Suns here. They were just forcing it too much, and um, you know the late game, you know, driven the ball's feet and stuff like that. So there's some good moments for Brad with John Wall and, and Gortat and Markeith and um, Ariza and Otto in some of those years, and then you know it's just kind of like. The last couple of years were just like, you know, we're just ready to yeah. move on. And it just kept dragging out and dragging out, dragging out. But he's a good guy, great person, did a lot for the city, did a lot for the kids in DC and the DMV. I think he's a, a good person from the outside looking in, of course. Um, he did get a standing ovation. I see some of the comments are not happy about that. But, you know, like I said, I've moved on uh, from the situation. And, um, you know, I, I would have cheered him. Of course, he's not, he's not going to get the reception that John Wall got last year. Like, and John Wall was like, this is my city. You know, I got, you know this, <laughs> he got a crazy ovation. Everybody was standing up. So he's not going to get that type of reception. But he did get a positive reception uh, for the crowd. And he put up 43. He did He did bump uh, Denny on the chest when he hit a three. And, you know, he was, you know, kind of having some fun and showboating. He was talking trash to the Wizards fans on the side and stuff like that. He gave the face that he did in the famous meme. So, um, yeah, like I said, there's some good memories. I, I, I You know, I, I, like I said, I moved on. I don't have any more ill will. To Brad, like I said, I've moved on, and it's just nothing but positive things for me. Uh, for Brad, like I said, I hate the way that it ended, but like I said, yeah. I moved on. And uh, just to get back to the game, um, Gafford, man, I like I said, I, I love Gaff, I really do, but Nurkic did whatever he felt like doing, man. yeah. Like if yeah. Nurkic just wanted to sit in the paint and post up, Nurkic probably could have had 30 tonight. He played 25 minutes, he could have ended up with 30, he had 18 points, eight assists, and 13 boards. He really could have had 20 points and 20 rebounds, yeah. like. He did whatever he felt like he did doing to Gafford. Um, you know, Gafford had a couple dunks, but still just defensively, like he, he just, you know, he just does he did he didn't provide much resistance. I mean, it's been the same thing against any other big man. KD, Kevin Durant was kind of coasting tonight. Like I said, it was really the Bradley Bill game. I think that everybody yeah. knew that. Like Booker yeah. kind of Booker was cooking, but he kind of relaxed. You know, he had 14, he had a chill night. He didn't, you know, go for 30 or anything. Like everybody was like, okay, I think before the game, because Kevin Durant said something before the game, he was like, We're gonna make this about Brad. In his uh, pr- the pregame, like in the shoot around yesterday, and um, they were like, Yeah, we're gonna make this about Brad, we're gonna make sure Brad has a good night or whatever. And basically, that's what Brad did. He went out and had 43, six assists, he had 20 like in the second quarter, like it was something yeah, ridiculous, yeah. like 20 in the second yeah. quarter, and he only played 31 minutes, so he didn't even play in the last what fourth quarter. I don't think he played at all in the fourth quarter, he didn't really need to, but like I said, the only positive really is, is Danny played aggressively, he got to the basket. He dunked on Eubanks. That was a nice dunk. <laughs> for that. I was happy about that. Uh, Keith got a tech, so I did like that. I like the energy from Brian Keith, uh, Coach Chief Keith. Uh, Tyus had eight assists. Uh, Gaffer had 15, but still kind of got dominated out there. Pool, man, my goodness. We're going to get to pool with the comments. A lot of people are giving Jordan Pool a hard time, so I'll, I'll leave. I'll, I won't even say anything into the comments. Uh, Eugene played well. And then I, I guess we'll leave the comments to Johnny. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Johnny in the comments. So we'll, we'll get to the comments real quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's just <laughs> you hit the nail on the head as far as Brad, man. I mean, it's like, um, I, I believe real quick before we move on, man. I believe he mm. he deserved cheers because, in a, in a, in the area in the tri state area in the DMV where you have probably the one of the richest area in the country, man. I mean, as much poverty as we have in this area, man. You know, they, he did more than most. So, I mean, that alone for him, what he did off the court is why I believe that. Look. He deserved cheers, man. Yeah, I get it. A lot of things he did, especially being the alpha dog, irked me. You know, smiling with Jason Tatum and, mm-hmm. you know, not taking things serious and all this stuff. I get all that, man. But you know, my only smoke was him being the guy. 
No, him and DC, he, you know, him and John Wall were that was a nice backcourt. I mean, they you know they brought us playoff. You know, yeah, it's, that's another thing. You know, when people are kind of like, oh, why are you being negative? He didn't bring us a championship, so it's, it's kind of like it's fifty fifty with me, man. I, I get the significance off the court, but then the people that are saying that we should celebrate him. He didn't bring us a ring either, man. So it's one of those moments where we celebrated for what he did, but it's not move on. I'm not mad. You know, I, you know, it is what it is. He's now a former player. So, um, yeah, we're going to get ahead and get into Johnny Davis. Lord have mercy. And a little bit of Jordan Poole. But before we do, tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. So happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch. Yes, sir. Grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super Bet. So FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl outright at Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. And new customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So all you got to do is just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. All right, let's slide. Yeah, and uh, I remember this one article where actually he did an interview with Gilbert Arenas on the Joe Chill podcast, and he said uh, the only reason why he came back was because there were no other teams in the market. <laughs> you know, and then, of course, the money side. Like, he knew he was going to resign because he knew he was going to get that – that um the ten, him being there 10 years and then he got with $250 million deal. So that was one of the things that definitely turned fans off, turned fans off. I mean, there was a lot of things that he said at press conference. Every time he had an interview or something like that, he turned the fans off for sure. But like I said, I'm not going to harp on the negatives. I'll just, you know, focus on, like you said, the first part where he was really good with John Wall. It's just those last probably yeah. three to four years when people were just, you know, ready to rebuild and move on. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to Johnny here. Um, and some of these comments, man. Uh, some people are saying Devin Booker said, "Oh heck no, oh heck no!" When he shot the ball, yeah. he did hit one three, hit a step back three, he won one for seven. Um, I mean, one thing I'll say about Johnny is that um, you know, me and me and Brandon, we both agree that you know, it's it, you know, it was a missed pick, it was a Tommy Shepard pick. Yeah, I do think Johnny coming out, I really thought he was a talented player coming out of Wisconsin. I love his motor. I love how hard he worked. You know, the Purdue game, he had 37. I know it's just one game. It's the Big Ten. But I, I did think that Johnny had a chance to be a good player, not a, if not just a, at least a rotational player. Because right now he doesn't even look like he can be a rotational player. Sometimes he doesn't even look like he can even be in the NBA. It's kind of looking like sometimes it's like Shanghai Sharks or G League. But um, <laughs> I do want to see him get more opportunities because the team's going nowhere. But uh, the shot is still inconsistent. It's looking a little bit better, but it's still inconsistent. And, um, yeah, I hate to see other teams making fun of him when he shoots the ball. Like, the Magic did the same thing. So this is not the first time the other teams are, like, saying, oh, his shot is ugly and stuff. like. It's nowhere near, like, a Michael Kidd-Gilchrist shot, but it's still a funky shot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's just I don't see it working out here. I think uh, Will Dawkins and uh, Travis Lincoln-Winger, I think they feel the same way. They're like, okay, this is not our pick. But, um, yeah, I mean – We'll see what happens after the trade deadline if he if he gets to play at all. But uh, I think I think this year will most likely be his last year here in DC. Y'all, it's it, man. I'm ready to go ahead and call it. <laughs> I'm, mm-hmm. I'm ready to call it, man. It, it's a miss pick. Um, mm-hmm. it, you can point fingers at. I mean, it's many. It's really tough to ask. You know, where did it go wrong? 
You know, to me, in my opinion, was, you know, like you said, coming out of Wisconsin, he was a mid-range guy who could defend. Uh, when they try to change him to a point guard and make him shoot three-point shots, he's not a three-point shooter. He's just not. You know, I mean, in the Big Ten at Wisconsin, he was a mid-range guy who can drive the lane, but he's a defensive guy. So when they try to change who he was as a player, I feel like they already they already messed him up a little bit. And then confidence. I mean, he's a young guy right now. His confidence is at zero. I mean, even if you take the approach and say, look, after the deadline, you know, we moved on from some of these vets, we'll give you some minutes. But I don't think I don't think he, they want him here. I mean, I mean, because look, the question was asked last night, Rod, to uh, interim coach, or on, on on Friday. You know, what is the vision for you guys going forward with Johnny Davis? And I, you know, I feel like the coach kind of gave them the same, you know, response, which is, oh, we believe in him, and you know, so on and so forth. But two minutes, <laughs> like, I don't see the point of that. Like, play a guy two minutes, I, I don't understand that. You know, with the Miami game, you know, two minutes, and yeah, his confidence is shot. So I think you flip him for another player in the G League, see if a change of scenery will help him. But I mean, is he going to want to play for us at this point? I mean, he has has he hasn't gotten much of an opportunity. Now you can argue, yeah. If given an opportunity, you got to perform. But when they try to change him, I think that's where it went wrong. And that's my opinion. He's not a point guard. He's not a three-point shooter. He's a guy who's a mid-range guy. And, you know, there's still people in this league now in the current NBA. And I get it. It is a perimeter-driven league, man. But you still got guys like DeRozan and guys that are still mid-range guys. So I still think he can. He has a place in the modern NBA. But is it here in D.C.? I don't think so. And it's sad because he's a young guy. At the end of the day, he's a young man who – First two years in the league are pretty much free years because he didn't play much. So I hope he finds a place somewhere. I hope he, you know, definitely gets to extend his NBA career. But I don't think he's gonna be here. Yeah, no, I, I don't see it either. I don't see it. Um, uh, one thing after the game, Bradley Bill said uh, tonight was awesome. He also says a lot of fun to see the growth of Denny and Gaff uh, after the game. He did. Uh, I talked to Denny a little bit. I did see that. And then uh, mm. I, I think he talked to Gafford a little bit after the game. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get to some, some of the comments about Johnny here. But uh, Stephen Planting says, I have season tickets for the Wizards. I attend every home game. I've never seen our fans give up on a player so quick. Jordan Poole was booed multiple times, and they were chanting F JP. Now, I don't like the language, but I get it, Stephen. Um, <laughs> but, man, he was really bad tonight, man. And I, I hate to talk about, you know, players on our own team. Like, if it was Denny Witty, I, I didn't care. Denny Witty was so awful. I didn't give a crap <laughs> when I talked about Denny Witty. But Jordan Poole, I don't think – because somebody in the comments is going to say he, that he was wor- that he's was that he been worse than Denny Witty. I disagree with that. Jordan Poole has been very inconsistent. Tonight was one of the worst games I've probably seen from uh, a player just in general. Like, his body language was bad. He didn't look like he wanted to be there. He was getting pushed around, kind of flopping a little bit. He was picking up his dribble. Bull, bull, plucked him. Bull, bull had a good game. We didn't even talk about bull, yeah. bull yet. Um, bull, bull, plucked him. They called bull, bull for a double dribble. And bull, bull, plucked um, Jordan Poole and then did a behind the back on Jordan Poole. But, uh, yeah, he just looked like he didn't want to be there. And it's like, if you don't want to be here, then, you know, it's kind of like, why, why even play, you know? So I, I think – if they did make a change to the starting lineup, I think they would consider doing something like that. And the thing is, a lot of people are like, oh, Jordan Poole would be better as a point guard. He's been playing as a point guard. They tried him yeah. as a point guard. They tried him as yeah. a shooting guard. They tried him everywhere, and it's just been the same thing. It's just been a lot of inconsistency, bad defense, and shot selections. He's The Shaq to the full stuff has calmed down. I'll give him credit for yeah. that. 
but still just like it, it's some some nights it looks like he just didn't he didn't tonight looked like a night where he didn't want to play and i think this was a good opportunity for him to step up with kuzma not playing bagley not playing a couple guys out this should have been a game where jordan Poole put up 30 points and honestly oh, he went up there and put up four so yeah. this was disappointing to, to me honestly i mean a few things in my opinion number one look i, I i'm gonna say this man um He's a young player, man, who proves he can play in the league. Um, he has his prime. I think he's still uh, – he's a good player. I mean, obviously, he's still acclimating to being in D.C., being a rebuilding team, coming over from Golden State, which were their perennial contenders, except for this year, but um, contenders for a championship. And so it's a different – the culture shock. But it behooves him to get it together because if you look at all the names that people are asking about, Jordan Poole ain't one of them. And if mm-hmm. he doesn't want to be here, it behooves him to get his value up and then look, if you want to go somewhere else, go. Yeah, it's, it's very disconcerting for him to just have this attitude where I, you know, I don't care. What? No, you make millions of dollars. Play basketball. You need to care. Like you need to show up. So yeah, I mean, he's not doing himself any favors at all because teams see this, and there's a reason why teams aren't calling for him right now. Who wants to pay twenty five plus million dollars for a guy who can't even give you any kind of effort, night in and night out? And that's it. It is what it is. So yeah, Jordan. I mean, Jordan Poole, man. We'll see. Um, I think that honestly, he needs he needs to go be six man. He needs to go on the bench. He needs to go ahead and, and run the second unit. I think that I've seen enough that he's not a starter. Go ahead and put Bilal in, in the two guard, in my opinion. Because I, I definitely want to see him at the two guard, Denny at the three. And I, another thing tonight, look, Denny played at the four and he looked pretty good. I'm just mm-hmm. saying he played at the four with Goose being out and he looked pretty good. So, and then if you look at the way that Kispert's been playing after the deadline, I honestly don't have a problem with Kispert at the two, Bilal at the three. And Denny the four. I have no problem with that. And you'll go ahead and see what they can do together as a, as a little core going in the second half. Because Jordan Poole, I think he's a sixth man. Because, yeah, I mean, get it. We were all intrigued to see what he can do with the ball in his hand being a point guard. And, yeah, you know, 10 assists, I get it. But that's one time, man. I mean, he turnovers, the the, the low percentage shooting, the not taking things serious. It's just it, he, needs, he, he needs to get benched. He needs to be a sixth man, in my opinion. Go ahead and get the young guys starting minute, especially after the deadline, because I've seen enough. I, I I still believe in Jordan Poole. He's on my team. I'm still I'm going to give him all the support I can, man. But he's just – I think the league, he's been exposed. You know, he was protected by the entourage in Golden State. They protected him with, with all his shenanigans and all his low percentage shots. He was doing the same thing in Golden State. The only difference is he had all-stars and future Hall of Famers that are shielding, shielding him and, and picked up the slack for him. Now that he's up up front and in the cameras more as being, you know, kind of a co-captain with and Kyle Kuzma, man, you see the shenanigans more up close and personal. And it, it shows he's not a starter, in my opinion. You know, he needs to be a six-man. And then, you know, if you look at the championship team, what was he? Now, he came in and he started in place of Stephen Curry, but his, his part of the DNA of the Golden State Warriors was six-man. So I think that going forward, to showcase what he can do as far as building up trade value for him, put him as a six-man. And then teams will probably give him a look down the road as a six man and he can boost his own value and we can try to get value from him and flip him. But I don't think he's a long term piece because he's already shown that he's going to be here. He doesn't care. And he has his attitude. He, you know, he has moments of being a leader. But most of the time, is he really leading by example? So he's a young man. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to find good things to say. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I he, look, he, he's proven that he can play, but. If you're not going to take things serious, then you're not part of the foundation, which right now, what is part of the foundation? Culture. You don't want to be here if you ain't going to play hard, then I don't want you here, man. And that's mm-hmm. just straight up. Right. Yeah. Uh, Steve, Steve Planton also said, we are in Section 112 today. Brandon and Ed, are you guys here? 
Got some Wiz fans here all agreeing that we'd rather watch Dinwiddie. See, that's why I, I can't do it. I can't watch. Oh, that's Dinwiddie. That's asking a lot. <laughs> Dinwiddie's been awful this year too with the Nets, but uh, he said Poole might be worse between the two. I, I wouldn't take that far. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't go that far. But Poole was awful tonight. He was. He, he was hard to watch. He was. Yeah. He was. He was as bad as Dinwiddie today. Today, Dinwiddie would dribble the ball, would barely get past his man, and throw up a floater, a grenade at the uh, free throw line. He would shoot a floater. He would literally shoot a floater at the, at the free throw line. Then he would throw a grenade pass to Kuzma at the last second, and Kuzma <laughs> would have to shoot a last second three, and, and it would go off the backboard. But it's the only reason why is because Dinwiddie set him up. Because Dinwiddie would dribble for 23 seconds on the shot clock and then pass it off to somebody else. So Jordan Poole at least doesn't do that. I'll give him credit for that. And uh, Dinwiddie could barely move. At all, so um, no, I, I can't. I can't go as far as saying pool was nah. bad. The pool was awful tonight. He was when when you let bowl and like I said, no disrespect to bowl bowl. When bowl bowl plucks you like that, it hits a behind the back on you. I mean, that's that's kind of I'm I'm not gonna say rock bottom, but it was it was close to it. It was bad. And yeah, um, yeah. Jordan Poole kept picking up his dribble. It looked like he didn't want to shoot. It was just, it was just, it was hard. Like I said, like like you said, Brandon, he's so talented. Like he's a good player. He's a good basketball player, but. I don't know. I, I think he will be one of those guys when he gets traded, he probably will go crazy with a different team. That just always happens yeah. to the Wizards. Um, but Steven, no, we were not there tonight. But Brandon was there against the Heat, though. He was, and he got to talk to <laughs> you got to talk to Brian Keith, right? You got to talk to Denny. Oh, yeah. You got to talk to all the guys. So so Brandon gave us the insight. Insight. <laughs> and he went to the shoot around. He went to you went to the shoot around as well. So you got to talk to the guys too. So we got to talk about that too. Uh what the answers that you got. From the guys, right. I guess we'll talk about it. we'll talk about that tomorrow. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, getting back to the comment about Dinwiddie and Poole, that's a hard comment, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because Dinwiddie out there looking like Coffee Black from Semi Pro. <laughs> 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 so yeah, that's uh, but you know, Jordan Poole, man. I mean, he does he gives off the persona of somebody who doesn't want to be here, and I get it, man. You go from a championship team to a rebuilding team, but if you're gonna act like that, man, because look, th- what this team needs right now is a is a culture change. You know, you play hard, you know, playing hard every, every play. You know, if you're going to take plays off, man, then I don't want you on this team, to be honest with you. Try to boost your own value and we'll accommodate you. That's why I'm mad with Jordan Poole. Because he's a young man who he's proven he can play. But, you know, I'm trying to rebuild a team here, man. And if you're going to continue to have this whole Hollywood, you know, looking at baddies, all that. Look, man, baddies mm-hmm. ain't going to come holler at you when you airballing the ball. I mean, <laughs> just play. Help us boost your value. Help us help you, Jordan. Help us help you, and then we'll accommodate you. But, yeah, I, I don't want that anywhere near this team, man. If you're not going to play 100% every play, then I don't want you around these young guys because we're trying to build this culture here. And that's just, to me, that's that's sending the wrong message, not only to these young guys, to the front office. And you best believe they see that, man. And then So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Definitely are. Uh, let's see here. Deshaun says, um, Johnny Davis finally got minutes to play very poorly. Kevin Durant and Devin Booker were making fun of his shot. It, it is what it is with him now. Yeah. And we talked about that. Uh, this is not the first time that teams on the bench, other teams, have made fun of his shot. The Magic did it. Um, it was Joe Ingles and a couple guys on the bench. And Johnny shot the ball over the basket, hit the backboard. Now, this time, he missed the shot. But he went one for seven. He All I say is I, I think he should play more. You know, I know he's a, kind of a, a pick that just is just not going to work out. But I, I think they should just let him play. Um. They're not going anywhere, and uh, the trade deadline's coming up. So just let the young guys play. Pat Baldwin, Jules Bernard came in and hit a three. Uh, Eugene deserves more minutes. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jules Bernard looks a little bit more confident than Johnny at this point, which is unfortunate. 
And uh, Eugene, Eugene is playing well. He he deserves a lot of minutes, man. He he deserves at least twenty minutes. He got twenty three tonight. Um, but yeah, I would just let Johnny play just to see what you can get for the rest of the season. You're not going. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna bring him back, but at least let the young man play, and uh, just <laughs> at least see see what he can do a little bit. But uh, yeah, the shot that you can't you can't get better playing two minutes a game. I'll say that. I don't care who you are. You can't yeah. get better playing two to five minutes a game. Even if the regime, even if the front office doesn't believe he can be amount to anything, I would at least give him a chance. Give him at least fifteen minutes or something like that. Like I said, especially with the team. Where it is right now, we're not going anywhere. I think they're finally, of course, with the trade deadline, they're finally going to consolidate the roster and move guys. If he's going to be here after the trade deadline, I would give him at least give him 15 to 20 minutes. Just let just let the guy play. Yeah, I mean, you 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 hit the nail on the head. I mean, you can't develop playing two minutes a game, and it, it is what it is. You cannot develop playing two minutes a game, man. I mean, it's like pinch hitting in baseball. I mean, hitting once every few often is not going to do anything for you, man. I think the bigger issue I have is this, man. You got people laughing at this dude. Like, that's what it comes down to culture, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the first change that needed to be made was made, making Brian Keith the interim coach and putting West Hill Jr. in the front office. That was a necessary move that I think needed to be made. But you know what? Culture, man. I mean, you, you have people over there laughing at him, man. Nah, man, not nah, not this guy. Nah, I would have went over there and said something. Hey, you know, we would got a little physical, man. And the next time somebody rolling through the lane, they getting checked. Because I mean, come on, that's your teammate, man. This is your young dude who you know he struggled. Like his confidence, man, is shot. And then you just got made fun of on national TV because this was a nationally televised game. Nah, it ain't happened, man. Not on my watch, man. And somebody getting checked going through the lane, man, because they run our test. Oh, absolutely, man, because you, you don't let that happen if, if you're a teammate, man. So I should have stepped up and said something, man. That, that's embarrassing, man. So, yeah, you know what? Just because of that and because the culture needs to be changed, he needs to go somewhere else, man, so he can be developed, man. Because two minutes is just not going to do it. And he, mm-hmm. in my opinion, he's not – for them trying to change his shot and change who he is as a player, they have not given him the opportunity to really be who he is at Wisconsin, which is a mid-range scorer who can defend. Mm-hmm. So it, it's sad, man, because – yeah, we missed on that pick, but it's just sad to see a young man just two years of his career, just nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's just he's just here. So it's sad. It really is. Yeah. Can he at least give you some Josh Hart kind of minutes? Like, you know, he can rebound, he can defend, he can steal his reflections. At least, you know, go out there and play like similar to Josh Hart. I think that's what Johnny Davis can do. Now we'll do rapid, rapid reading here. Thank you guys for being in the chat. About 90 people in the chat. Bilal did have zero points tonight. We didn't talk about him much. He's kind of has hit that rookie wall a little bit where he's just been up and down. Like tonight, he didn't even do other things. At least if he doesn't score, he usually rebounds. He only had one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks. So that's that's not like him. The scoring, of course, I'm concerned. But the other things is what I was really concerned, what I was concerned about today. Um, just no blocks, no steals, no assists, yeah. no, only one rebound. He usually at least, like I said, if he's not going to score, he, he'll do other things. Tonight, he didn't yeah. do – much in any category. So that's the concerning thing about, about Bilal tonight. Now, offensively, you're just going to have up and down games. Like somebody asked, you know, where is he versus Cam Whitmore? Of course, like Cam Whitmore, is, there's no point in even talking about that right now because, <laughs> you know, I mean, it is what it is on that. Cam yeah. Whitmore, he's just, he's just more, he's just more athletically developed. Cam Whitmore looks like a, a linebacker slash running back out there. And Bilal still has a lot of uh, maturing to do body wise. Yeah. Cam Whitmore is just more advanced. Um, 
all I say, all I'll say about Cam is just that you know, he's doing a great job right now. I'm happy for him. And uh, a lot of teams passed up on him. He he shouldn't have fell that far. That was just ridiculous how he fell. But getting back to Blau, yeah, I, I want to see him. If he's not going to score, at least go out there and rebound, get some deflections, and um, you know, do other things. I'm not. I'm actually not concerned, man. I mean, yeah, because I see a few people in here calling him a bust. I mean, come on now, really? He's first right. year, like. He's already shown he's way better than the last pick we got, man. I mean, it's done against Johnny. I'm going to say, oh, Johnny, man. I mean, it's just very unfortunate. But, um, <laughs> I mean, he's not a bust, man. Um, we knew coming in this year that he's going to be very, very raw offensively. And he is. It shows that. Um, he's just shown where he's at. I mean, he, he played in a league, which is a whole different pace than the NBA. I mean, look, Denny. Denny struggled, man. Look, he had to be. De- he had to develop. And is his offensive game where you want it to be? Not yet. So we, you know, those are two guys that are very similar because they got they came from other leagues where there's just a different speed than the NBA, and it's okay. It just take it just takes time to acclimate. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about Bilal, man. I think he's gonna be all right. It's just you gotta keep working at that offensive game, man. But you're gonna see that with guys who are very raw. You're gonna see your performances that are good, but overall he's gonna struggle. So I'm not concerned. I'm I'm not. He just got to be developed. So mm. um, yeah, vlog her, shout out her. We'll probably read one more, and that's it. And then uh, the rest of them, we are gonna read them tomorrow for sure. Um, Vlogger says this season has been the hardest to watch. Yes, it has been. Shout out to Vlogger. Vlogger has been a loyal, loyal uh, listener and a person that watches all the time for sure. So shout out to Vlogger. Uh, let's see. There was another one that uh, – where is Onion77? He had a bunch of comments. Uh, he said, and it'd be what an embarrassing effort. These sorry bum mother lovers just let them score on them like the Suns was playing a high school team. That stuff – was pathetic. What worse is listening to Chris and Drew? We're not going to comment too much about that. We are credential media <laughs> members. Uh, he also says, also watching Johnny Davis like pulling teeth in all caps. Him and Jordan Poole, uh, throw up emoji. Then he says, plus Ted Leonsis to all the Wizards, he was Jason Smith, Megan McPeak, and that other goofy post game got a lie about the team on the way they play or they will get fired like the young black guy. Won't comment too much about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the stuff he said, um, some of the stuff he said definitely has some truth to it as well about Johnny Davis and, and Jordan Poole right now. I mean, they're just struggling, the whole team's struggling and, uh, you know, they got blown out tonight. They lost by third 28. They were down by 31 point at home. But uh, once again, a lot of guys missing, no coups, no Bagley. I'm not going to say if they would have won if they had those guys, but it would have been more competitive. I'd say they'd probably lose by like 10 or 15 if they had those guys. Yeah, I'm not gonna comment about half of that, man. I mean, right? They got you know. Look, it working for a volume of sports, man. You it's tough. <laughs> you know, you can't. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, getting that, you know, Jordan Poole, it's tough, man. I mean, because a lot of people were high on him coming over here, and he just has not performed the way we thought he was going to. We, you know, I, th- I knew a lot of people thought he was going to be a 20 plus a game score, man, and he just hasn't. So we'll see. I think that he's best served as a, as a six man, and I think that's the capacity. They need to go ahead and give him the second unit, uh, give him a Tommy on the second unit, let him do his thing, and we'll see. But yeah, to me, he's a six man. Um, oh Lord, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> this is I uh, was a fifty percent pain. Says uh, every locked on Wizards title, the Wizards lose to insert team here, play on other team scores forty plus. I mean, you know, that's the mo this year, man. You know. <laughs> Fisher mm, sent pain says my comments are the best, but do I get a shout out in a brand? What did I do to you guys? Um, no, we yeah, we haven't 
yeah, shout out to you for commenting all the time, man. Um, yeah, we we appreciate that for sure. We appreciate anybody who comes in to, and comments all the time. So, uh, but yeah, we're gonna wrap it up uh, here. And um, tomorrow we're definitely gonna talk about the offer from the Timberwolves, where they offered four second round picks for uh, for Tyus Jones, and we're talking about some teams that are interested in Kyle Kuzma. So we just want to thank you guys for commenting and listening. Uh, we had a long show tonight, 48 minutes. I know you guys have been asking for a long show for a long time. So uh, we we definitely did that for you guys. But uh, make sure you guys subscribe and all that. We're going to read the rest of the comments tomorrow night and then talk about some of the trade reports. Thank you guys for listening. Hell to the Wizards. Peace.